Welcome to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, where we explore dysfunctional partnerships that became deadly. These stories give a whole new meaning to the term, till death do us part. Welcome back to Relationships Unhinged Podcast, episode 21. Man. So this is part three of our Christmas series. They're going over well, by the way. They are? I feel like they are, yeah. I hope so. Good, good response so far. All right. So this one is Cracked Out Christmas. Cracked Out Christmas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. good. Look, I came up with the name already. So this story comes to us from the lovely town of Titusville, Florida. Oh, Florida episode again. Welcome to the promised land, Florida. <laughs> Nothing strange in Florida. No. No. So Titusville is south of Daytona, but north of Cocoa Beach. Okay. I don't know if you know where Cocoa Beach is, but it's famous for having a Ron John's. Uh. We have a Ron John's. It's this... It's actually the first Ron John's. I think we have the second Ron John. So, and then of course it's spread all over since then. So this this story happens right around there. Um, this is Timothy and Lori Lynn up the Grove, up the Grove, up the Grove. Right? Isn't that a cool name? Very interesting name. <laughs> so these two were married um, on Christmas Eve of 2016 on the beach near Cape Canaveral. That's when they got married? In 2016? 2016 on Christmas Eve. Okay. Okay. So she had three sons and a daughter. Um, Two of them were grown up, two of them were teens. And he had an eight-year-old daughter. So they had five of yours, mine, and ours. None none of ours, just yours and mine. Okay. Okay. We also refer to that as uh, ready-made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like the Brady Bunch. Yeah, it's like the regular Brady Bunch. Yeah, ready-made family. You're going to see so many similarities here to the Brady Bunch. But there were five kids, and one of her kids uh, had autism. So okay. she was involved in some community programs, including one called Surfers for Autism. That's cool. Yeah. And so she had a lot of friends in the community. He, on the other hand, was slightly unsavory. He had quite a history. He had at least 16 different mugshots in Brevard County. Wow. Right? <laughs> so this is what 16. he's done. Okay, you're gonna love I you're gonna love I this list. I literally can't wait. Battery, strangulation, property damage, larceny, trafficking stolen goods, probation violations, and contempt of court. <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming she didn't do a good background check before she went out with this guy. I have no idea what she saw in this guy. All I could think of is that she here she was like 51. She was single. She was a single mother. She meets this guy. I don't know how well she knew him. She, it seems like from their Facebook post. It sounds like not good at all. I know. I, it seems like from their Facebook post, they actually just started dating during that year in 2016. So I don't think she knew him very well. As of like May, June, she was still talking about how she was lonely. And then she kind of like posted, oh, look who came along. And you never know like when you're lonely. And then all of a sudden, like somebody comes along and your life is so much Loaded better. Loaded with felonies. <laughs> 
right. I mean, we have Google now, people. Yeah. You start dating someone, you should Google them. Yeah, it's so easy too. I mean, you're worth more. You're worth more than somebody with 16 mugshots. That would be the first thing you like. Hey, let me Google this cat. Right. You I mean, I Google them. them. 16 photos come up. You're like, well, wait a minute. Yeah. And, S- and swipe left. This guy was not clean. Okay, so this guy was one of those guys that got progressively worse in his mugshots. Like, he looked rough, and then rougher, and rougher, and rougher, until he was like the before your brain on drugs, after your brain on drugs poster child. And this is when she married this guy? Yeah, Hmm. yeah, because... You say it's a lid for every pot. These are not not the ones. They should have known. She should have known. Incidentally, in 2003, had a, a previous girlfriend, and he beat her up, and he threatened to kill her. She pressed charges on him. In 2008, when his ex-wife was pregnant with his daughter he sat on her stomach oh. and choked her Jesus. so he had that's where his domestic violence charge came in i don't even have domestic violence on here but yeah that's where his domestic violence that's not like domestic came violence in. to me i don't think you have to yeah but in my in his record i didn't even have domestic violence but yeah there was that too so police were called to their house locale locale yeah several times for domestic violence this is a new relationship Mm-hmm. This okay. is him and Lori. So domestic violence and drug use and uh, ab- and then abuse of this current wife. So what's the deal with her? So she seems like a decent person. You know, I don't know. I mean, is she involved in these drug, drug if, activity as well? If what? she was, she wasn't currently because... I'm not going to say that should she couldn't I ask have had now a history. If her, I should I ask now if her autopsy had any traces of drug in it? She was definitely clean. She definitely had an issue with him and his drug use. Um, I mean, I don't know if she was definitely clean. I didn't see her. It, they didn't have like a, a toxicology. Right. Because everyone who listens right now knows that someone died already. So it's not that we're not, it's not like a tea, it's a spoiler. Right, right. We're not spoiling anything. Exactly. So their neighbors said that they fought outside all the time. And the neighbors never really felt comfortable living by them. Um, on August 29th of 2016, the, Debar- the Department of Children and Families came. Um, when they came to the house, she was the only one home. She said, oh no, he doesn't use drugs. I have to hide the pain pills from him though, or he took too many. Oh. Right? And then also... But he doesn't do drugs. No. Also, he, she denied that there was physical abuse, except for one time when he pushed her. Ah. All right, but there were multiple calls. There were multiple fights. So on September 5th, they were called for a woman driving an SUV erratically and a man running around chasing her. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Sounds like a typical Florida neighborhood. Right? So then she left, and then the police spoke to him. He said it was an argument. It would be okay in a couple days. You know, I guess like just a regular couple bad day. So cops just left. Um, See you in a half hour. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was that was like the last they heard of them until December 18th, 2017, where they had a fight, and then he reported her missing on December 19th. Oh, see, this is where it all goes south. Right. So this guy... And that's not even a pun about Florida. No. Like, this is going south. Right, we're going south. <laughs> yeah. So someone is missing, and here we go. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, he had sp- spent all of the night before on a bender, okay. using crack, selling crack, huh? crack, crack, yeah, and and all sorts of drugs. And then he came in, and they had this huge fight. And she's like, you know, you're out doing drugs, you know. They're all cracked out. Yeah. So she was drinking a glass of water. 
and they were arguing, and she offered him a sip. Somehow this triggered him into a rage. He knocked the glass out of her hand, um, which cut her. He threw her to the garage floor and beat her and stabbed her until she stopped moving. Man. I know. So then he just reports her missing. Yeah. He just reports her missing. Okay. Okay. So I know what happened and now we all know what happened, but this is the crazy part. So neighbors and stuff, they say, oh, they saw him with blood all over him. He was staying at this day's inn. I'm wait, not wait, wait, sure. wait. The neighbors all saw him with blood on him, but no one called the police. Yeah. So he comes out of the house. No, no, they full- did call the police. That's oh, okay. how, yeah, because they, they told the police. The police were like, this lady's missing. And they're like, yeah, that guy had blood all over him. So, of course, right away, the cops suspected him. Yeah. So, like, when they started to publish, like, articles about you know, lady missing, they were like, sus, you know, husband suspect. Right. So he was staying at a day's inn, I think, because they were having a rough go. Incidentally, he had his eight-year-old daughter with him, and he got charged for leaving her alone in, in the hotel, hotel room. room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the police recovered bloody clothes in the garbage at the day's inn where he was staying. They got a warrant. They found blood in his car, bloody clothes, a DVD covered in blood. They swabbed all the drains and collected a knife. But how'd they know the eight-year-old was there alone? I think when they went there to investigate, you know, brought him in for questioning, he ended up cooperating with them. So on Christmas Eve, December 24th, is when he tells them where he left her body, which is- Can't wait. The one-year anniversary of their wedding. Ah, that's- crazy okay so merry christmas and happy anniversary right so they find her body on a wooded piece of property owned by his cousin that has like storage units okay okay so this is what he told the police she's in heaven because things got out of control (laughs) right can you (laughs) (laughs) i swear you know the crazy part is i was thinking about all the crazy things that you know that cops hear from people i guess like you know this is the brevard county people you know and everybody that i everybody that i cover somebody different but i always just picture it's like the same cops like just like cops you know like and so i'm just like they everyone hears the craziest stuff though he was indicted for murder second degree and obstructing justice and he was held without bond because the judge thought he was a danger to society (laughs) you think Right? And then her friends held a vigil on Cocoa Beach for her, the surfers for autism people. Her kids were there. There was the news was there. And people were saying she was a good person. They were going to miss her. And she's sad. They were sad. They were very sad. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There it is. Don't hang out with people who do crack. Crack is whack. Crack kills. (laughs) Crack kills. Right. And people on crack kill. Right. Oh, man. Oh, and another moral of the story is Google the person you're going to go out with. Yeah. Most of these people would talk about on the show, Google how to kill their wives or family members. Interestingly enough, now people aren't Googling dates you're going to go on. I know. That should be like the first thing you do. It's not like the 80s where you have no clue who you're dating and they can feed you some bullshit and you have to, you have to buy it. And to tell you the truth. Now you can vet people. I meet this guy and I'm going to say, I got to check this guy out. This yeah. guy doesn't look, he, he doesn't look like a church pastor. I'll tell you that. <laughs> He looks rough. Well, some of these pastors kill people, so I don't I, know if that's know, a good that was example. A joke. That was a joke. I know. Yeah. Um, I mean, in his mugshot for the murder and also, like, you know, in police reports and stuff, this right. guy looks so rough. He was so skinny, so sunken in. Like, his clavicles were showing. All his, like, neck muscles and ligaments were showing. Gross. His skin was rough. 
His eyes were like. Oh, he's a crackhead. What do you think he's going to look like? Without a doubt. Like, I looked. Fred Astaire? Yeah. I I mean, I saw this story and I was like, this guy looks like he's all cracked out. He was. Hey, look, I profiled and I was right. And he was cracked out. Yeah. That's a cracked up story. Anyway, so it's freaking sad. I know. This poor lady. And you know, she had all these pictures of herself. Um, so they were married. They were together and married in the same year. They one were, year. Yes. And then on their one year anniversary, he killed her. Jesus. And on their on their on her Facebook, which is now like one of those memorial Facebooks, she has like tons of pictures of them, like in their wedding clothes what on the, the beach. Oh yeah. Yeah, they look they look blissful. <laughs> they weren't. No, one year the honeymoon was over. <laughs> it was definitely over. <laughs> Usually, those weddings that that happen that quick. You know what's funny too, though? Like, how the hell are you gonna meet somebody and know them in a year? This is what's crazy. You know, people memorialize people's Facebooks, and then people go back, and right. then, so there's like a picture of like her and him, and then people are like, "Timothy up the grove, you murderer, <laughs> you beast! If only we knew you were gonna kill her within one year." Like as if he's sitting in his jail cell, looking at yeah, her looking Facebook, at like, "Oh, everyone's yeah. mad at me." <laughs> you think? <laughs> yeah, people are upset with you. Yeah. yeah. Why'd you do it, man? Right. Why'd you do it? I wonder if he got clean in jail. I don't know. That's a good good question. Some do, some don't. Some say it's easier to get drugs in prison. I know. Than it is on the street. I've heard that too. Yep. Well, there it is. That's uh, 21. Yeah. And Merry Christmas. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thanks for tuning in. See you soon. Bye.